Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble podcast, proudly supported by Sideline Sports Gerald Arena. This week we preview the upcoming 18-19 season, recap the latest from our off-season and discuss the Bolt Effect. I'm Jimmy and I'm joined by Luke, Josh and Morrow. How are you guys? Lovely. G'day. Well, thank you. Are you excited? <laughs> what about? Season starts this weekend, apparently. <laughs> Does it? You oh. wouldn't know from the lack of ads. Shit. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The world's longest off-season is finally over. We had the World Cup. wasn't that long. Well, I mean, off-season. And we had CCU. Us. At least. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We played. <laughs> oh, I played. I didn't play. And you won. And Humble won. brag. We've Humble already, brag. I've already crapped on about that. Though. Yeah. Humble brag. Right, walkout song. It's pretty obvious this one. <laughs> I really hate you for doing this. I'm not saying, I'm not going to be the one. You say it. It's something to do with thunder and lightning. It's a strong dislike. <clears throat> I really dislike this band as well. <laughs> it was either this or ACDC. Thunderstruck. Yeah. I would have gone with that. Yeah. Um, I'd rather listen to AZDC than this. Let's see. Yeah, it's not very good, the song, is it? Bolt Mania. It's boring. Bolt Mania 2.0 going absolutely off the chain on um, Friday night. How about those metrics on the first goal? Five million views on the on How the about six? Goal. Nearly six. Oh, really? Or, yeah. It's probably think, still counting. I've, I've personally viewed it three million times <laughs> today. <laughs> Just... Just to make sure you're not living in an alternate universe where Usain Bolt is scoring for our club. Up a 30-second goal. <laughs> Poacher's goal. Said no one ever. Mate, <laughs> he could have scored that. Poacher's goal. He could have scored that drunk wearing stilettos. <laughs> Are you sure? So what we're going to do, what we're going to do, um, we've got Sean coming up. We're not even going to talk to him about Bolt. We're just going to deal with it right now, get it over and done with, and yeah, we're not going to we'll talk, talk about, to him about it actual the football rest things. of the show. Right, thoughts on the game. Can we just talk about the first goal and just forget the rest? Because the first goal, or no, putting it right on McComic's head, should be what we should see in the season. Okay. Yes, that's a, that's actually a very good point. Or's cross, perfect. McCormack, perfect. Or's crossing all was can on put point it on a point not. exactly. Yeah. He's been crossing was really, really good. good in that game, and that's what we need. And that's what we've been speaking about. That he needs to hit that form, or he needs to basically come back to what made him a name a few seasons ago when he initially come onto the scene. That's what we need also. Getting a cross past the first defender. I also want to see, because if other teams work out that's what he does, they're going to obviously try and shut the down. So I want to mm. see him also beating players now. He's shown what he can do, crossing it in. I want to see him try and beat try the players. Try and cut inside. And then well, he cut it inside or take it to the line mm. and get around the player and hit it low in. But no, no matter how good his crosses were, the player that we were just talking about could not get onto the end of him. <laughs> Did you just call him a player? <laughs> he got on the end of a the great trialist. Cross the trialist. Later from all. <laughs> the trial. He tried. Yes. The trial. He got on the end of an all cross later in the game and I wouldn't say, you know, it was, it was far from a gimme. No header is a gimme. He did He did have a decent header. It was a decent chance. leap. It in was the a first half. Leap. In yeah. the first half, yeah. I think he yeah. just missed with a header. So. Yeah, but he only he needs, yeah. an, you know, probably another sort of three, 4,000 Attempts at that before <laughs> you, <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, target, you know what was underrated about the first bolt goal? 
the pass from McCormack was straight yes, was into great. his stride. It was straight super, but, it, it. but but he still had to do a fair bit because I play up front and you can't be giving the ball to the striker in the air like that. Like, you want it on the deck if mm. you want to make that finish. You don't want to have to wait for it to come down and shield the ball from the defender. Luckily for Bolt, though, the defender made a pretty poor effort. Yes. Got bumped off early. I think didn't any recover. A-League defender yeah. wouldn't have let him get that ball. Yeah. No. And, and was it a deflection? And the keeper momentarily... I don't, I don't think it was a deflection, was it? The keeper didn't um, get down I was at all. W- I'm not sure, but I reckon the keeper, the keeper saw well. him coming and he yeah. said to himself, okay, so I can be the story on this Bolt Oh, thing. that 50 bucks he gave me before exactly. the game. It was near post, wasn't the it? The keeper that Bolt yeah. scored his first goal against. Yep. yep, that's me. What do you think is going through McCormack's head when he hits that pass? It was like three years ago or three or four years ago, he gets sold from Fulham to Villa for like 13 million. <laughs> and then three years later, he's out here setting up the world's I fastest man a for a goal. Like, yeah, At a club that. worth less than that. <laughs> like, yeah, that you can chase that. This is weird. This is just not, not how I saw my so career going. It was so as but well. He just sort of but flicked it like... Yeah. But that and the awe combination with McCormack earlier had me thinking I need to retract my stuff about um, uh, tens. Not that uh, I'm saying that McGlinchey should be the ten or whatever anymore, um, <coughs> but, but if awe can make some consistency of those sorts of crosses... Yeah, I reckon that that's worth us having two uh, front men like it looks like we're thinking about doing. I think yeah. the it looks as if Orr is going to be relied upon heavily to put in those crosses and he's going to try and put them on Simon or McCormack's head and that's going to be a tactic. We've got a few possibilities. Put the crosses in, I think put it in the air, back post is see a, what happens. Is a phrase you're going to be hearing a lot yeah. of this season. Mm. But we've got some possibilities to get some crosses in on the other side. Because it's two players, like for opposition, it's two players in the box that are pretty decent in the air to mark, so... They're going to try and f- have to try and figure out quickly where the ball's going and who to mark. So I think, you know, what we'll say, McCormack apparently maybe playing 10 is a possibility. What do you guys think of that? I think it's a possibility and it's good because we're not one-dimensional anymore. If yeah. we have the players that can sit behind him and do a lot of the work, maybe it'll work. Yeah. Um, but to rely on him to get around the field, maybe not. Mm. Depends I mean, I how heavily we want to focus on crosses. If we want to focus on a lot of crosses, if we want to try and make that our thing this year, is we want to get a lot of crosses on the ground and in the air, mm. then we really want some good finishes getting on the end of those. We don't want you know midfielders hoping I'd to get much, one away. I'd much, much, much prefer him just to be just to be a nine because that's what he's here for. Yeah, yeah. score the goals. But I mean, exactly. we'll probably talk about it a bit more later. But I don't know if we've got the side for that though. With Matty Simon announced as the captain. So you would think he's going, to be, he's going to be playing ninety mm. percent of the games. I reckon yeah. them pair so are going to share those there? duties. I reckon they're going to interchange and exchange positions. Do like a four four two sort of thing, maybe like a variation of like a four four two at times. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's just wrap up. Wrap up the trial. We're so excited so now. I don't want to so excited. Just get, let's wrap get, him up. Get, wrap him up. Get past the bolt thing. So the event. I mean, it is. It was what it was. None of us went unless someone no. was lying. But no. I'm. I'm. Look, I don't think. It comes as any real surprise, but I'm just not interested in the whole Bolt thing at all. I'm not interested in going to any games where it's going to be like it was on the weekend or like it was uh, at the stadium like a month ago. I'm just not interested at all. Um, but it was what it was. I, the, the annoying thing that came out of it was that there seems to be some people for some reason seem to genuinely think because he scored two goals that he has some sort of a chance playing full-time professionally. And let's be honest, he was playing against... They're not, I think, maybe saying park, park football is a bit harsh, but they're very, they're very substandard compared to our whole squad. They're semi-pro. 
They are. Mm. And the team was thrown together two weeks before the game. So reading into that and seeing that he scores those goals and then automatically thinking, oh, maybe maybe he does have a chance, I, I can't buy into that at all. He, he looked pretty poor. Anytime there was um, anyone between him and someone else or something like he could pass it to <coughs> him and the goal, it's like he just froze and like the second touch was poor every single time. I don't know. His first it touch. His first touch. First is touch horrible. and second touch. Like the first goal he scores because it's it's him and the goal basically with the goalkeeper. Second goal, obviously, it's literally just him and the goal. Any other time that there was anyone in front of him, it's like he, I don't know, he, he's trying to think and his feet weren't working. Yeah. He'd never have his head up too. Every time he was on the ball, he'd never have his head up and he'd just lose the ball yeah. really easily. And I think you brought up a good point before, Jimmy, is that if you seriously think any defenders in the A-League won't be able to cope with him. I mean, do you think an Alex Wilkinson or a... Schenkenfeld. Schenkenfeld, the entire Perth back line, be, who are basically soccer No, they will, they will eat him alive. It's yeah, as simple as happening. that. He's, he's been really genuine, and he's clearly improved a great deal from the first time I went to the original Bolt Mania. Um, but uh, he's clearly improved since then. But when you're starting from almost zero... Then, then improving, that's the first thing that happens quite quickly. The next step for him to improve that next step, hmm, I think he got a little bit lucky with the finish, but, you know, you have to get a little bit lucky with those finishes. You so he's on the show next week. You've got to have a crack at it. Good for him. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> what, do you, what do you reckon about this news that he's going to Malta? Look, <laughs> well, there's a real? club that wants him, isn't there, apparently? Yeah. Look, I, I, I want to make it going. clear that I have no issue with him wanting to try it. He's had a go. We've been accommodating we've got plenty of exposure from it hashtag exposure and you know it's 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 been good for certain Matrix. people you that can get put in uh, jail overnight for that yeah i know it's exposure. been it's been good um <laughs> exposure jail it's been very good metrics for the club <laughs> our name has got out there to millions of people but that's enough now let's Look, focus on the football he is if we sign him then you know what i'm actually a bit for us signing him because there maybe is a commercial reality there if there is a commercial reality there that we can genuinely get sponsors in by signing him etc then why not have him on but Boost let's memberships not, maybe let's as not well. get ahead of ourselves maybe because he will be if we have a 26 man squad or is it 27? He'll be the 26th best player in the squad. Mm. Simple it's as 23. And so, mm. Well, it, I think we've got 26. <laughs> but, but whatever is our f- squad number, he'll be the 26th best Let's or, say or the, the final uh, player Let's say selected. in your crazy alternate universe where we do make that very stupid decision, he should be on minimum wage. Surely. Not $3 million. He should not right. be... There's but no there's way the FFA should be using their marquee funds or we should be spending any more than minimum wage. But realistically... Realistically, he's not competing to be a $3 million player. He's competing to be a minimum wage player. Yeah. I just can't see, for example, that he like he isn't better developed than Kai Rowles or um, any of the other young players. For $3 million, Josh McDonald, any of the young team. players. For $3 exactly. million, dollars, you'd want someone like Torres or... Bobo from last season, just someone oh. that's just going to bang in goals every game, and if we can barely be stopped, Ninkovic maybe. Mm. If we can get three million, if we can get um, pay three million for Bolt and uh, draw in four and a half million dollars worth of sponsorships because of it, then I'm all for it. I, I don't care if he never you know gets off the bench, um, but but we can't, I, we I have to be agree. realistic about the two things. I that, do that agree. It's a commercial reality, yeah. if, and he is only on the pitch if he's good enough to be on the, the pitch. The off-field, probably never. Off-field benefits are definitely there. It's just 
the on-field is just not going to happen. But the off-field benefits of sponsorships, maybe a spruiking of the memberships, getting the membership numbers up, I think is go- is definitely a good thing. But on-field, no. But Look, just I was on annoyed enough thing. already on the weekend when I read that Mike has apparently already spent five hundred grand on the project. I know. I thought that was a bit disappointing as well. Any money spent on the project is disappointing for yes. a trialist. Um, you know, that's... that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. And... I'm not yeah. going to say anything because I'm trying to be as nice as I can about it. But your Malta thing here, when is the next game that we're going that anyone's going to get to assess his performance and be able to determine whether or not we want to sign him or not? When will Malvi get to assess that? We wouldn't mm. want him to putting a kid out of a youth lane game, so we couldn't have him as a mature age youth or whatever bizarre things we could do there, which means you have to think of that the Malta thing is a possibility because, what, do we all think he's going to sit around Especially being a good being guy in the penthouse until... Um, if he's being offered good money as well, apparently if that's what's that's what's being reported that he's being offered pretty decent money. Well, I dare say that and that a two-year deal, so that he's probably mainly thinking about getting a game. Money isn't the biggest object for him, I don't think. Yeah, I, I that's what I mean by I think he genuinely wants to play. Yeah, yeah but he's not going to play here. Yeah, so thanks, yeah. and let's move on. Yeah, I want to play for Liverpool. I've tried. That's <laughs> just not going to happen. <laughs> no, I'll keep making you know send tweets. And it's Salah. Texts. It's Salah. Salah tomorrow. Moving kick. on. Moving on. <laughs> exactly. Tomorrow, <laughs> oh, um, fell over. <coughs> get the stretcher. <laughs> Throw in. Um, well, I can't move on yet. He got a uh, he got a drug test, and he was annoyed <laughs> about it. He said, "Well, I'm not a player." It is strange. Well, and their reasoning was because he is an elite athlete, which he is. But well, I don't get it. <laughs> he's. A, I don't. I, I can see he's trolling at a football I can club. see that point of view but at yeah. the same time if he's trolling at a football club and thinking he wants a professional contract then what better yeah. time surely the, surely the club have their reasoning was that he has to reason go in, to do he, that yeah he has yeah. to go into the doping pool if there's a potential that he's going to be signed yeah. so they they can backdate if he was on drugs now in six months if we do sign him so that's why, because he has to go into the pool. So I thought it was a bit. I thought weird. he would have understood that, but I thought it was a bit. We- yeah, I thought it was, would have thought it'd be a bit weird that he would want to refuse it in any way or make any, you know, negative response. In fact, I, I did laugh at some of the headlines though that bolt furious at drug tests. I, I don't think he was well, he furious. S- he said he rang the lady. He rang the lady. He wasn't. He wasn't overly. He wasn't really that annoyed. So who knows. <laughs> So I presume he was at Plume given his drug test. I hope so. Pass the mirror back, Anyway. Um, A-League memberships. We currently sit at 3,903. Or 904. I just got my seven-week-old son a membership. Sweet. Well done. Poor kid. Sweet. Yeah. So these, these numbers come out uh, late. I was during the game I saw it, actually. Um, and so we don't know if they're 100% accurate, but they are quite close. So... Next closest um, is the next four one four two. So we are last last in the league for memberships. Where are all the bolters? Which is disappointing. Huh? Bolty bolt bolt. Get they, in. Yeah. They, they should f- be bolting in for memberships. You'd expect bolted. us. You'd expect us to be in front of Wellington at least. Well, but but but, but why? Be why? Because we got the spoon. We've had four seasons of trash. We come off our worst game ever, and we're last. And people are apparently surprised by that. I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, I don't think that we've repaired the damage of the last game no. of last season for some people. And this is last time I'll it's say it like on the podcast. I don't think it's a surprise to anyone. This is my thing with the no. Bolt thing is that I think we've got more important things to repair and more important things to focus on than the Bolt thing. 
and I don't care what anyone says. Next I, time that name gets said, I know that's the last. That's the last time. There's too much being focused on that, and then you look at our membership numbers and say, well, where has all that? Where have all our exposures translated into memberships because they haven't? And we're what five days out from the season starting. I mean, well, maybe when we sign bold, then our memberships will just become bing bing bing. I warned you. Turn right. it down. <coughs> so victory have the most at twenty four thousand. No surprise there. Not uh, West Sydney, Sydney, Jets, Brisbane, City, Adelaide, and then Perth. Jets, sneaky Jets. The Jets are, are at their entire membership base from last season before this season's even started. So that is a quite a decent jump. Mm. Yeah, and they. I mean, they they haven't. Like See, that's what a good season does. Yeah. That's and exactly I mean, what a good season does. Do you come back in tomorrow? Let him come back in. 24,000? 24, yeah. On the money? Victory. So you have to go Apparently. on the waiting list if it's you're 24,001. Well, Amy Park is 30, so if they ever get over yep. 30,000... So there's a membership limit? They have to cap it. So, so yeah. it's become... That'd be a nice problem. Not only is there 24,000 of them, but it's exclusive. You can't... They have more, they have more, they have more members than our entire stadium. Well... Well, interesting about uh, members, though, because obviously there's a lot of loyalty being shown there without, you know, the kind of gimmicky stuff that maybe we've been Do into. Do you know that now that Dahi doesn't we've have lost a job, 2000 or that so. he's just going to be sitting at home thinking about shit all the time, and then he's going to come in here and just vent and everything. not shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I play, I can play five. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Use up all my energy. Go on. Well, we, we seem to have, we had 6,200 maybe last year, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those people, they didn't need Bolt. They didn't even know about Bolt. No. They were members without Bolt. Do you want to mute you again? Stop Sorry, saying Bolt. I won't <laughs> say it again. All right. The, the man that shall not be named. Lightning, lightning, thunder. Yeah. Bolt. But in all seriousness, hey, though. Hey, so those people were loyal. Yes. If they were coming back. Well, yes. why aren't they coming back is, I guess, the first question. the lack of football. Hmm. It might be because Voldemort's playing or... We didn't do football good. <laughs> but I don't know. I exactly. And that's what I mean. Where are they? It's not really surprising, but it is a real concern because, I mean, there was a lot of pressure on the Knicks last season, was it, or at the end of the season before, and a lot of it was around their metrics, was around their crowd figures, it was around their membership numbers, and we have less members than them at the moment. They should sign both. They're going to bring back the so relegation. Come on, you Mariners, again. do now the soccer bottom. good. I know, and I mean, they were, you know, they basically threatened to kick them out of the league if they don't improve their numbers, and we have less, we have worse metrics than them at the moment. You know what helps us? We're in Australia. It does. That's what helps us. It does help us, but <laughs> it does help us. But and I don't we don't need funding from the FFA. No, but I don't think it will save us forever. I definitely don't. I think we're just making up the numbers. I've said it before on this we, show, but we will ask Sean. Surely, I think we've discussed it what before. He thinks. Do we get a team now? Expe- if expansion is, think if we don't have a team, expansion. If no. we put a bid in, would we be anywhere close to actually getting no. it? No, of course no. not. Yeah, exactly. Right. Ah, okay. About an hour ago, I didn't even know this until one of you guys told me, Simon was made captain. Yay. Yes. I think the first thing that yeah. we all thought about was maybe Simon is starting more games than we originally thought. Well, I mean, that's why, why, about why he was made captain, because captains start games. Yeah, I mean... Simon and McCormick. When we signed him, I thought, uh, unless we sign someone else that's, you know pretty good he's going to be starting most games and when we signed McCormack I thought well McCormack's going to probably start just about every game Simon's probably going to be a two-bit player off the bench and maybe start with McCormack every now and then but 
doesn't look like that at the moment. So I don't know. Simon's the obvious choice. Definitely, I think. Yeah, I think he's I'd the agree. obvious choice yeah. as well. And, and the thing is that... And it's a good story. It's easy whether for us... It's whether you like him or not, it's a good story. Yeah, it's easy for us to forget that he's still our greatest ever goal scorer. Mm. He, yeah. he does represent the whole cultural and a, and a history local of boy. the club. Mm. Local he lad. is a local boy. And to be able to say he's that a local guy is our captain, I think is a good thing. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Sometimes we call it other things, but his level of passion in the game is something that we want in the side passion. at the moment. Um, so, you know... Let's hope he can actually fulfil that, and maybe he's not going to play every game, is he? With Ross a boss next to him, what, he, what, what, what the best thing that he can do is just cause chaos in the box well and just leave Ross free get a, to score uh, goals. Accumulation of yellow cards. He's going to miss a few games. Yeah, I mean, this <laughs> it, it could very well be the same sort of a situation uh, as when Miller Yannak was at Crystal Palace, when he was basically the club captain, but then when he fell out of favour, he was the club captain whether he was on the bench or not in the squad, and then we had somebody... They had, obviously, somebody else on the pitch as a captain. I think that will happen maybe a few times. But we don't know who the vice-captain is, do we? No. You have to say Golek, maybe. Golek or... I'd, I'd, I'd go Golek. Yeah. Oh, imagine yeah. if it's Kennedy. Oh. Bolt. If it's to do Bolt's with... Bolt's vice-captain. If captain. it's to do with vice. <laughs> <you know>. Bolt. <laughs> <laughs> vice-captain. Um... And general A-League news, um, the two new teams are meant to be announced today as well. Yeah, but we don't know if they're going to be announced today, but they're supposedly making the decision. Um, Gregor Rourke is fronting uh, the board to put their recommendations there. But it's it's all murky because uh, the board is outgoing as of 1st of November, I believe. And then uh, at the AGM... Next month, uh, new board members have to be elected and then they have the power to either completely reverse the decision or to go with the decision. Uh, the board today sort of has the power to go, we don't want to make a decision, which will then probably delay expansion for another season. So the, the hope is that these two new teams are supposed to be coming in next season. Um, if the current board, as in Lowy and whoever else is there, um, want to play games, which would not surprise me, and try and delay things as much as they can, um, then we won't have two new teams for another season, which will be bad because I think we need we need fresh blood as soon as we can. So, and I mean, we on the weekend at the Bolt game we played basically an expansion team, and that's my conspiracy theory from the weekend that it's already been decided and it's going to be Southwest Macarthur. And Western Melbourne... Fox did pump it up quite a bit, didn't Fox they? Fox pumped it up, something chronic. And I think um, my tinfoil hat is that Fox and that Southwest MacArthur bit are already in bed together. And it's already come out in the past that Fox have said they'll put in extra money towards the TV deal uh, if I believe it's a team from either Brisbane, Sydney or Victoria get in. So it seems pretty obvious that it's going to be Southwest Sydney and Western Melbourne, so they'll be the two new teams and then they'll put more money in. And I mean it's it looks more it looks more odd because a few weeks ago when uh it came out that we we're gonna be playing in Wollongong, that was supposed to be sort of the bolt game and that was meant to be the game that was probably gonna be on T V and get really sort of hyped up, but then all of a sudden that sort of all fell away and then all of a sudden Bolt's playing in southwest Sydney against an expansion club and Fox are on the sidelines interviewing you know, ex-Socceroos about how 
good it will be to have a team in the area and all those sorts of things. So it's just, oh, it's it's crap. It's Let's the worst two. It right. It's the worst two decisions, I think. If we end up in the same situation as we have with some of the um, uh, lost clubs, then mm. we could look very dumb. They could look very dumb, but they might not care. Gregor Rourke said today that apparently the new teams are going to link geographies, uh, you know, sort of in the country that aren't linked to the A-League at the moment, but I don't believe that. I believe I believe for some reason he thinks that Western Melbourne and South West MacArthur are somehow geographies that aren't linked when there's probably teams half an hour away. Propaganda. It's just a mess. It's just, yep. yeah, it's... <coughs> If they get this wrong, like you said, it's going to look very, very stupid. All right, I'm going to do something we haven't done before. I'm going to open my membership live on air. Not on air. It's not really live. It's recorded. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. What are you doing? I'm videoing this episode. You know how to use that phone? I'm trying to figure that out on the fly. Here we go. Isn't that a flip phone? Here we go. No, it's not a flip phone. No, it's a a slide phone. Is it analog? Uh, Who remembers slide phones? It's a big aerial. Just... It's taken me a long time, but I've learnt to use it. Have iPhone. you loaded it up yet? Or what are you oh, doing? It's going. It's going. Open What's up. Look, it's a wide envelope. So, <coughs> right. What do we got? Surely everyone's got their membership back by now. Well, they I should. got mine today. I got it as I was driving out to here. Okay. Well, everyone should have got it by now. Right. Draw up the top. Kind of pain on the left. Scorey on the right. Scorey on the right. Is he, is he, he's injured, isn't he, at the moment? Card artwork. Use this voucher to redeem your membership supporters pack. Okay, it's that. It's card artwork. Beautiful. Yellow on the front. It's got the barcode on the front and the back. How's my membership number dropped? It keeps going down. What are you looking at me for? I don't, I don't know. I don't You're the intern. Know. What else? Oh, look, two free tickets. Uh, yeah, two free tickets. Admit once only to any Mariners home game. Platinum, are they? I wish. Can we get some... Uh, Prawn singers of you, mate. There are. They're for Bolt fans <coughs> only. That's not enough. What have we got in here? You riffraff. And I'm not platinum. Okay, I got a mm, sticker. Car Number sticker. Eighteen nineteen. The barcode on it. I don't really like it. Uh, Robert Cox special <laughs> lanyard. Hopefully, we don't need to neck ourselves with this this season. And a nice little keychain. Looks pretty good. Very good. Barcode and all. Yeah. Beautiful. The keychain is. is definitely Done. going on my keys. And so a well letter done. from the OSC, which I'm going to throw out. <laughs> oh, apparently someone pointed out to me that it's got Club Tugra application. You need to update your form. Club Tugra no longer exists. Hasn't existed oh. for like five years. Yes. <laughs> anyway, that's yeah, the uh, membership. What a special that from was. From the Mariners. Yeah. Enjoy. All right. Well, we're going to wait for Sean to come in and we'll preview the game afterwards. All right, we're joined by Sean. How are you, mate? Good, going really well. I'm not even going to properly introduce you anymore. It's just Sean. Right, now we promised we wouldn't talk about Bolt, so you don't want to do that. So we're going to skip right over that. Now, um, first question, events around game day. Is anything different this year? What are we doing? Yeah, we um, we, we are still working through some finer details, but around the pre-match uh, function stuff. We're working very closely with the stadium, uh, having a look at the Western warm-up field and some options around there, and also the corridor between um, uh, from the leagues club as you go around 
down towards the, the gate underneath the bridge, that, um, that pathway that's there, we're, we're looking at what activations we can bring into that area and, uh, and could be a better uh, precinct area for us. So if anything, we feel that it's probably best to encourage people to get to the gates underneath the bridge uh, earlier and, and gain access via that rather than um, lining up on the road in the Leagues Club uh, in, in, that big, uh, um, in, in that big mess that happens. Yeah, fair enough. Um, now, we saw Brisbane's advertising for the game coming up on the weekend and it had a certain trialist on it. Did you contact the club about that? Yeah, I contacted them straight away, to be honest, and... Um, yeah, the uh, the CEO there, David Pore, we uh, we're constantly having a little bit of banter, and uh, he's constantly telling me to just sign him and just send him up to Brisbane and just keep going and, and doing all that and uh, having a bit of a laugh. But but I contacted him straight away and said, uh, mate, you're the one that's misleading your your members and supporters that you know, and uh, you should take it down. And he he wrote back, uh, yeah, no worries, and went to take it down and then replaced him with Andrew Hull, which didn't make any sense. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but but in saying that, uh, come see who play. He's in Europe, isn't he? They're they're, they're predicting a uh, fifteen to twenty thousand crowd, so um, so which is pretty decent numbers up wow. there. So um, so I think uh, yeah, I think there's a bit of energy up there in Brisbane. And what has been a pretty quiet preseason for them, if anyone's sort of flown under the radar and no one really knows where they're at, it's probably Brisbane Raw at the moment. They've only played the one uh, A League team in Melbourne City. I can't really remember the result. I think it was one nil or one all. And um, so, yeah, yeah, there's a bit of intrigue around that match. So we've currently, we've, we've been, uh, we've got some membership number source that tells us that we've got about uh, just under 4,000 members, 3,900 and something. Um, can you tell us how that's tracking uh, on normal years? We, we kind of think that seems a bit low for whatever reason. What do you guys think about what's happening there? Yeah, look, it is down on what we um, on on a uh, on where we were date wise for for this time last year, but um, but we're back an extra week, so we're not starting at round one, we're starting at round two. Um, so so there's still a bit of time for us, and it's uh, it's really starting to kick in. We really noticed it yesterday and today. Uh, there was some some momentum around it, but what has happened is we have um, streamlined back a lot of the cheaper memberships, um, in particular a lot of memberships around uh, North Shore Mariners and um, and some. Um, uh, and the academy uh, kids who uh, who get their memberships haven't been put in yet, uh, which I believe were put in by this time last year. So, um, so I suppose you know we're a business. We look at two different things. Our dollars are up, so we've we've got more revenue coming in. Uh, you know, whilst the overall membership tally is down, but uh, but just keep an eye on it. We're confident over the next two weeks that there'll be a big spike. Um, but I won't deny that we would have hoped it to have been a lot higher at this stage. Fair enough. Um, what are the changes for off field? This season, I know that we recently lost our um, strength and conditioning coaches for personal reasons back to Adelaide. I think it was. Yep. Um, what other changes have we had? I know yeah. Mike Phelan's come in. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so Mike Phelan's come into a role of sporting director. So that does. Um, you know, trigger a, a series of, of changes and structure around it, and uh, does bring in um, you know a, a, a massive level of experience and professionalism uh, in that area. And, and if you wind the clock back um, to um, to the uh, changing of the coach, this is still uh, part of those moments that that really sort of happen about making sure that as a structure and as a club, you know, we aren't just totally reliant on uh, on one aspect or one individual for any particular area, so that there are more structures around. So we will see. Um, some changes in through, through excuse me the the structure of the academy moving forward as Mike brings in his expertise uh, in, into that space. Um, 
but yeah, so so apart from Mike Mulvey, we have uh, Ray Juna, uh, who's come in as uh, as not only an assistant coach, but we'll head up the NYL team, boys. Uh, that's there. Um, we all know Monty's in there as assistant coach. We've got Dave McGuinness in as a um, is in as a uh, physio for us. Uh, that's there, and um, and probably more coming. We've we've um, we've got more budget to spend in the academy space, so so there's um, there's more resources and investment coming into that. Uh, quite significant, in all fairness. So I don't want to pump it up too much. I'll actually get Mike Feeling to um, catch up with you guys when he's he's uh, he gets in 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 a couple of weeks, and um, we'll get him to come and spend some time here and talk his all through it. So because it's a pretty big project that we're really passionate about, and. Um, yeah, I think there's uh, there's real upside to um, to our mindset around growing in that space. Yeah, he, he just looking at how he sort of appears on social media, not knowing too much about him, don't focus too much on Manchester United as a Liverpool supporter um, over the years. Uh, just looks like he brings something really fresh and, and experienced and a, a lot of it and a lot of interest from other places. So that seems like a really, really positive thing for us. That would be good if he could come here in, in here and talk to us about it for sure. Yeah, for sure. And he's a top guy too. Like he's funny and we have – gets on really, really well and – you know, it's uh, it, it's great when you've got such a, um, a a great personality and a great fit for the club, but also someone with so much experience. And yeah, you know, he he talks he, he talks about Ronaldo as if it was just uh, just another player, which is amazing. Um, so is Mike Charlesworth looking at coming to have a look at some games this could you, season? Could you be a bit more natural with the question? <laughs> I could be more natural if I was... Uh, is, is, uh, you Mike just, Charlesworth? You just cued just me so that I was completely unnatural. Is Mike Charlesworth looking at coming to some this games this season? This is FM. Get your yeah. requests in. Yeah, yeah, look, you know, we, um, yeah, we're expecting Mike at the start of the season... Um, um, and uh, you know he's 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 already made some bookings around New Year's Eve, um, so so yeah we're expecting to see Mike a little bit more. But in saying that, Mike's always you know only ever wanted to come here when there's uh, when he can be very productive and there's things to, things to happen. So um, yeah yeah so I think we'll see a bit more of Mike. But um, I, to be honest, he's as involved as ever. There's not a day that I don't speak to Mike, and and uh, it's a small small world these days with uh, all the digital platforms. How's the pitch coming along at the Centre of Excellence? Is that all? Is it fine? It looked a bit bumpy and a bit, bit. Uh, what's the word? Rough yeah. last time. No, the pitch is fine, and yeah, go out and have a <coughs> have a walk around, and have a look. The um, the good thing is, and it flows into a bigger conversation, but uh, but the relationship with CCF is is very strong at the moment. Um, definitely the strongest I've ever seen, and um, by all reports, could be as strong as it's ever been. And uh, and as a result, the you know, Mike Phelan and uh, Mike Mulvey were actually the two that made the decision. Though you get better sessions on the best pitch possible, and there's no <laughs> doubt that Plume is a better pitch. So it's not that there was anything wrong then uh, with CLE. CLE is still in, in great form, but you know it's um, you're talking about about Plume being one of the best pitches in the state. And um, and so so when the opportunity came to do the majority of first team training over there, fantastic, which is great, and it also allowed us to spend some time redoing the um, the second field. So if uh, if anyone comes past the CRE, have a look out the window, you'll see that there's a heap of dirt, and uh, and all big uh, appreciation to CCF for donating the uh, plume uh, dirt and turf that got ripped up at Plume at the moment. So so our second field has been laid with the t- with the oh, grass from Plume and okay. Plume. Is is all getting relayed. So, um, so again, you know, it's a it's a great project, and it seems to be a win win for both CCF and CCM working together. Nice. Hmm. I'm trying to get rid of weeds in my front yard, so I need some turf. 
might come by. Um, we'll right. just chuck at the back of my car as I leave <laughs> fives <laughs> tonight, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us about the SAP Kids? That's the skills yeah. acquisition program for those. Yeah, definitely. Know. As the relationship with us and CCF has has really have become stronger, um, and um, and I do want to give a shout out to to the CCF board and Darren Sprod uh, in um, in where things have progressed. Uh, you might recall a while back there was a paper from Football New South Wales actually trying to stop and change the the structure of SAP in uh, in Football New South Wales and. Um, they actually made the change and then they had to backflip on it, but that triggered a conversation with us around the development pathway for SAP kids in 9 to 12 and uh, moving forward, which has uh, resulted in what will start in uh, in a week after next in, in a junior uh, reps league that's there, which is four teams uh, from um, CCM and four teams from CCU in each age group of 8s, 9s, 10s, 11s and 12s. That will play in a in a hybrid competition uh, there for skill acquisition. Now, it's important discussion in regards to what has been happening for Central Coast Mariners is you get a young boy who's been picked and flagged and under nines to come into the rep program. And he's done really well and he's stayed in a, in a bubble and a group of kids uh, that, that have excelled for some time. And then unfortunately, for whatever reason, maybe this boy doesn't um, uh, d- doesn't meet a standard or there are other kids that, that come into the foray and at f- under 14s, as he said, oh, you're, no longer, uh, you're no longer part of the team. You've now got an upset kid who who knows nothing else. You've upset the family. You've upset the parents. You've upset every friend that's there, as they've been told that you know you're no longer good enough for Central Coast Mariners um, because of the way the system's spatted out, and and you've lost them to the game. And eventually, what happens is is, is we cause a lot of negativity uh, and naysayers. And we've really experienced this, and this does affect us in all aspects of the business. And the reason I sort of flag it is. Yeah, we, we want to change the mindset of pathway from being a pyramid to being a volcano. So instead of once you go through a pyramid and once you're out, you're out, is by having a process that connects. So the 9 to 12, sorry, the 8 to 12s junior reps will stay connected with their local clubs and play with the local clubs. So play with the local clubs on Saturday and then play in the junior reps program on the Sunday in a, in a balanced format. Andre Gumprecht is heading it up for us and Matty Crow heading it up down for CCU. And... Yeah, the aim and aspiration there is not only do the better kids stay at grassroots improving local clubs, it allows us to have a good conversation with uh, with the coaches of that age group as well. And it also means that when that moment happens, should a kid wish yeah, or not be selected or wish to go back, he still knows the club, he still has mates that play at that club and he still is part of that club rather than being yeah, uh, five years disconnected from somewhere where, where you know, when he gets cut, he gets told, oh, you've got to go back to Terrigal. And, it, and that feels like it's a... Like it's a horrible thing. It's not a horrible thing. It's just the journey that uh, that that happened, and and now with CCU in the conversation as well, it adds an extra layer uh, that comes in. And again, that's the mentality around having a volcano. So as the system starts to churn around a little bit more, as it increases the base and strengthens the the, the quality of the competition locally, for the rep kids that are here, it also means that. They no longer have to travel to Sydney um, and uh, and so many of the kids were travelling more than they were actually on the field. So they're in the car more than they had the boots on, on the grass and some of the opposition were, were way above and were, or way below. We do need to underline this competition with a series of strong gala days. Uh, those gala days need to make sure that we do attract Manleys and the Newcastles and we get a, a really good strong competition that allows us to test the kids at those age to see where we're at as a program but it's a far better, uh, more conducive um, program for everybody 
industry that we are really proud of and in the football ecosystem has always been the most friction point between associations and elite clubs and by working together we actually feel that there's a model here that we can show uh, everyone around the country about how it can work and I am passionate about it you've probably heard me say it many times here but uh, we are the only sport we are the number one sport uh, from age six all the way through to um, through to the A-League and there's nowhere else in the country that has that so I'm passionate that we are the new heartland for football we've just got to create it and uh, and there's are, an opportunity are you concerned about burnout at all because my nephew does that he plays for the local club on the Saturday and then the rep on the Sunday up at Tamworth and um, I think he's had enough of it, to be honest. Yeah, well, again, that's um, there's uh, there's 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 two you know, thoughts there because we do have some parents in the current program that are concerned by the reducing training loads, uh, but it is important that they train and play with their local club. So currently, uh, um, for last season, our, our rep kids had four uh, contact points, three training and one match. Now, what we're looking at at the moment is one club training, one club game, one rep training, one rep game. So four contact points throughout the week. Uh, your average boy who's right into it will have far more than that anyway yep. uh, and, and trying to hold the kids back but exactly what you said is our biggest fear is is the burnout that's there there are good kids who are really good who all of a sudden go I've had enough of this sport and I'm done and that's because he's, he's not playing with his mates any, anymore he's not having fun anymore uh, that's there and um um, and, and again, that's 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 um, that, that's a big part of it. And if anyone gets a chance, we'll, we'll get uh, we'll get Gumps on here to have a chat about it. When you hear about you know his philosophies and thoughts around rotating ages, about playing kids, you know, with um, with kids born at the same month, uh, that that's that's with them. That's a, it's a next level of technical knowledge that that is far beyond me. But it's it's definitely impressive and definitely a sign of the of the future for us. So yeah, mm. sounds interesting. Yeah, we we'll have to chat to Gumpy. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, um, I can't remember if I've spoken to you about FFA yet or not. Um, oh, the last time I spoke was out of Plume, I think, and it was still before um, yeah. before the war was won. Before the vote, yeah, that's right. So it's um, so it's a really interesting time, and um, you know, there's a board meeting today, right? So so today's the big board meeting at um, at FFA, uh, where they'll um, come out with some sort of comment around expansion, um, which I think will be of interest, and. Um, and yeah, so now in, in essence, the, the balance of power has shifted uh, around the way that the Congress is formed. This will still take some time. You still need the Congress to get together, um, the Congress to then vote, uh, you know, in a new board and to see what that new board looks like and who the new chairman will be, as long as Stephen Lowy maintains his resignation. Uh, that, that, is, that is promised everybody in, in light of all this. And... Um, and yeah, whilst I'm sure there were some you know, uh, lots of movements in and around, uh, one of the key things that came out was a, um, a mandate that's, uh, that the A-League will uh, operate under a new operating model and separate from the FFA. So that transition in through to next season uh, will, will be de – it's definitely a game changer and, uh, and it gives the opportunity now, in my opinion, that some genuine leaders of the game have the opportunity to, to stand up and really show some great leadership as we go into CBA agreements, you know, and negotiations and, you know, um, and, and how resources are, are split up. But, um, but there's a lot of optimism around the game at the moment. All right, well, we'll let you get home. Cool. And uh, thank you for joining us. Good stuff. Thanks, everyone. And um, I look forward to catching up with you as we kick off the season. Cheers. Nice. Thank you. Love you too.
Time to preview our game against Brisbane. It's 5 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Normal, Australian Eastern normal, normal person normal time. time. Not the redneck time. <laughs> One Nation time in Queensland. Um, Morrow has left the building to go play fives, so we are one old person down. His archaic so. shin pads are yeah. on, and he's Him ready to go. Clunking along he's with ready steel to boots. Um, I think I don't know. I can't remember if I said this last time we recorded or not, but I've got Brisbane as my slight dark underdogs. horse. Dark horse, yeah, dark horse, if you will, for the season. Um, I think they have lost a few key players in Jade North, um, Ivan Franic. Fade Bank of Macaroni and Cheese. Brown. Brown. Um, Dad's Army, no more. Dad's Army, no more. Uh, they lost, uh, obviously, Scory Goal, Miro to us. Um, but I think they've recruited pretty well. And, you know, they've, they've had a decent preseason. They've only lost the one game uh, to City in the FFA Cup. Uh, they had a win against the Knicks and then three draws against A-League sides. So... Um, you know, I think they've recruited well. They've got a really strong midfield, which I think they've always had. It's probably probably more been their back line and maybe up front slightly a little bit questionable. But I think with Adam Taggart coming uh, across from Perth, uh, which he didn't really leave on good terms with them, so that'll be pretty uh, a pretty good game when they go back to Perth. But Adam Adam Taggart's already scored a few goals in preseason. Um, scored he one against the me. Knicks. He does. He really worries he's, me against. He's a gun. Line. He's a gun. He, if he gets back to the form he was in at the Jets, then um, you know our back line's going to have a hard time on the weekend. It's he's another one of these players that left too early. I think he should have stayed for at least another season before he went. Um, before he went and tried the overseas thing because he just same thing that happens. They go over. They don't play. They get injured and then things just go south and then. He looked, you know, pretty good when he came back to Perth and then he got injured again. And then, um, but, it, you know, fresh start up at Brisbane. Um, you know, I think it's, I think he's going to be quite dangerous. You know, he scored, in, scored against the Knicks, scored against victory. Um, yeah, so he he's their their main threat, I reckon. Morse well, got uh, Stefan Mork coming in. I've always, I've always rated Mork. Of all, I, I wished. I wished initially when he left Adelaide that he came. Yeah, to solid, us. solid signing. Yeah, probably. I mean, well, that was rumored last season, wasn't it? That we might have, might be getting him. But it, it was didn't because of his relationship with Ocon and the young soccer is and that. So because he was he was on loan at City and now he's still on loan uh, in Brisbane from I think what are they call NEC Neck Neck Breda Neck whatever. Um, so I mean, he they're, they're midfield, and they've also signed Mickelson, um, who's a winger. Um, where's he from? He's a winger. Yeah, but where's he where's from? Where's he from? Denmark. What club? <laughs> Try and say that word. Nord mm. Nord Zealand. Nord Zealand. Yep, the, that one. <laughs> Come from that one. <laughs> Played eight times for Denmark, which pretty decent. Pretty yeah, decent so I mean, agree. Their their midfield is very strong, which you know, throw in Matt Mackay. As well, um, Alex Lopez, who's another one they've signed from Spain, who's you know had a really really strong career in Spain. So um, you know, I think Iadia and um, O'Neill and probably McGlinchey are going to have definitely have their work cut out for him uh, in if that midfield. O'Neill is okay to play. That is, it is. I mean, we're we're trying to work out what the hell our starting eleven <laughs> and or formation is going to be. Yep. Yeah, we can't really compare like what. Brisbane's players are going to do against our players because we don't know what our starting formation is at all. No, well, let's we we, re we really won't know until game day. No, was it the, the recent Wollongong game, the recent Campbelltown Campbelltown game, 
we both of those we had a game the day before. Yeah. And the team was split up over both games. So it's it's been almost impossible to work out what our starting lineup is. Yeah. I think it's probably a good thing. I think Mike's trying to not make it too obvious. We hide it what until the first game of the season. Mm. Well, let's guess. Let's have a guess. In goals, it's going to be Kennedy, which is pretty obvious. Goal I can see, say it's CB. Yep. Left left back. Cleesby. Yep. We'll go with that. Right, right. back. See, this is another. This is what worries me about a side is that we don't have a specialist right back because McGing. It's McGing or Rolls that are going to be right fighting for that right back spot, and neither mm. of them are wing backs. Probably McGing. I'd go McGing. I'd have to go McGing, yeah. Rolls played left back when Clisby went left mid against United. But obviously that's not going to happen that often. Because Rolls is more of a centre-back, isn't he? Well, Miller played the other day. I keep forgetting about him. See, depth. I honestly keep forgetting about him. But he was pushing up the right mid as well. So it's, like we're saying, it's almost impossible to work out. What's going on? Yeah, I mean, from, from what, what formation are we playing? It's four four two. Is it three five two one? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, from what I've seen of Miller in preseason, which has <laughs> not been a lot, but from what I have seen, um, he does look pretty good going forward, and I'd probably rate him going forward over McGing. Um, but McGing has prob- you know, probably, you know, obviously, defender. yeah, and he's had you know more experience in the league. So would you would you throw in Miller straight away from you know playing? Straight from South Melbourne in the NPL to first game of the season in the A League at right back. I don't know if I, I would, so I'd probably go McGing at it right back. And then the pivot, Tommy and hopefully O'Neill, but we're still pretty unsure of O'Neill. We probably should have asked Sean if O'Neill was all good to go, but hopefully he is. He's been injured recently, so he's been injured for the yeah. past what four or five weeks. Yeah, well, ever since we played what Sydney Olympic at Plume, which he was strained his quad. Yeah, that's weeks ago. So, I mean, I don't think we'll see O'Neill and I don't think we'll see Hull. So, I, I think it wasn't the story, I don't know who told us or if I should say, but the story was that Michael Glassick stood on Hull's foot at training and that's how he got broke. Well, it happened. I think that's what happened. So, unfortunately for Hull, um, but probably fortunately for someone else who's going to get an opportunity who, on the on the right wing, I'd probably go Jordan Murray. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Just speaking on injuries, you the know, he's, he's not our player anymore, but harsh luck to Barrage are doing his ACL in training a week before the season starts. Yeah. That's a six-month injury. He's out for the season, really, before the he's season He's been scoring starts. goals left, right and centre as well. Yeah, it's I was been about to say strange. that he's, he's looked better there than he ever did for us, which... is about the service. Yeah. He's been getting the service up front. Just been service. Putting him through. Playing, playing under Arnie. Probably been... Playing under Arnie. Arnie's not there anymore, mate. Not under Arnie, sorry. Corica. Corica. (laughs) Slightly better environment, (laughs) I guess, than um, coming off playing for the Wooden Spooners or, you know, struggling here for, you know, while the whole club was struggling. So, it's, it's, yeah, it's very, very unlucky to him. Anyway, back on us. Murray at right wing. I would agree with that. Or left wing, obviously, based off. Don't forget you got McGlinchey. What he's played. McGlinch, I don't know. Yeah. I'd, See, I'd have McGlinchey the on the bench. I think it'll be McCormack, 10, Simon up front is what I think it's going to be. I don't ag- that's tend fair. to agree with that, but I think that's what it's going to be. So put Orr on the left? Yeah. Yeah. McCormack um, sitting in behind Simon. You know who's unlucky? Connor Payne because he's, he's lost his spot and I don't think he's going to get a lot of game time this season. Well, I don't think he deserves it. Well, he put in a fair amount of effort last year, but it didn't really pay off. 
You know what yeah. I mean? Like he put a lot of work in, but what he did just didn't have much of an effect on the game. It's not as if he wasn't trying. He was trying pretty hard. You could tell that. But yeah, he just wasn't really getting any luck with scoring because he, he only scored with oh, three goals. Was it him and Cabsy kept running into the same channel? Probably. Yeah. They kept sort of getting, sure they kept getting each other's way. Like headless chooks sometimes. Yeah. Directionless. But I mean, if O'Neill's injured, then wouldn't you say McGlinchey's going to start in the midfield with Hiadio? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. 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 So mm. I dare say... So if we go off that formation, it's going to be a four-two-three-one, and with Matty Simon, El Capitano uh, up top. But I don't think McCormack might be deployed as a number ten in the formation. But I don't think he'll play. He'll no, be, no, no, no. As, be up as a ten. It'll yeah, be, he'll be up it'll front. be him it's and Matty Simon rotating. There'll be times when you know there'll be times when McCormack's right up the top. There'll be times when Matty Simon drops deep to receive the ball and. Feed the wingers and feed the midfielders, and you know, get those get those little flick-ons that um, we know that he was, he's obviously all really good at. And now we've got a quality person up front who's there to run onto those, and um, who, you know, to put it bluntly, knows what to do with it. Um, I think that's definitely a positive. The one thing I would say about the ten is that if McCormack is going to be at ten, then that midfield sort of, you know, centre spot is going to be pretty open, maybe on the... On the defensively? Defensively, yeah. That's yeah, what that's I'm fair. trying to think about. That's a fair but assessment because, like, I mean, McCormack's not a... It's probably not a workhorse, probably. I think, that's, I think that's an player. understatement. Yeah, yeah, he's a luxury player. He, he's literally the guy that stands <laughs> in the box and when the ball gets to him, he puts it away. He's a poacher. That's yeah. what we've signed him for. Yeah, exactly, he's a poacher and that's not something that we haven't had for a while. So, but well, I mean, judging by his pass to Bolt, you could sit him can, in between the yeah. lines and um, make him not. You wouldn't move much. Well, set him, set him up for Maddie Simon through balls. Yeah, yeah. potentially. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I guess it's going to depend on how defensive Mulvey wants to go. Because if he goes, uh, it's an away game, first game of the season, he might not start Maddie Simon, even though he's just been named as captain. He might start McCormack up top. Or he might have McCormack on the bench and have Matty Simon so up top. So confusing. I just wish we had a fully fit team and we'd played. And he might he, he might go more defensively in that number 10 role. Did you just say McCormack on the bench? Yeah, if you start Matty Simon up top, but then have, have somebody more defensively in I that number 10 Simon role. I think you said Simon on the bench. Well, it could be either or either. I if, if we're going one up top, and I, it, but if that's Mulvey's mindset, but if Mulvey's mindset is we want to win, or score he'll start McCormack pieces. and Simon. He'll probably start them both, but then like just there's said, no way McCormack doesn't start. Leaves us open, surely not on the counter. But yeah, that's th- attacking. It looks good, but just on the other side, defensively, we'll be oh, it's going to be way too open fest. in midfield. I don't know which way it's going to go, but it's going right, to be. I reckon it's going to win five four. <laughs> I reckon it's going to be a really open game if that's how yep. we line up because the midfield's just going to be open as. Yeah, McCormack won't defend and probably cost us three, but it'll score five, so it'll be sweet. <laughs> Um, we got Negro, Lopez, yeah, and you mentioned Taggart, so they got a good squad. Yeah. They got a sneaky good squad. I mean, they've got I mean their back line is probably the only little bit of a suspect thing, I guess. Or, or their two best defenders obviously are Luke Devere and um uh Papadopoulos. But you know, you've got Jack Hingett who's a little bit sort of hit and miss and you've got Bowles, who's a little bit hit and miss. You got Jacob Pepper, who started in the back line in the FFA Cup uh, against Melbourne City, and I remember he wasn't great 
in that game. It's so that's he's not, he's not, he's keen not to see Solomon against Papadopoulos. He tends to get fired up. Oh my god! Yeah, remember that last that's, season? That's when a spat at him. That's a oh, I forgot about that. Remember? Remember the last? I was. I, I forgot about it, that. I remember it really well because it was. I was in Wellington when it happened. I was at a bar and well, after the game, after we'd won the beat, the, the best win of the season. He's not still suspended, is he? I don't think so. No. Because no, he didn't play. It, he, he it, did, it happened in November last. He didn't play in the FFA Cup game, Papadopoulos. You know, it was a bit of a it was mm. a bit I'm, of a brouhaha, and then Papadopoulos spat a, got a got a loogie going and spat it right <laughs> at Simon and got sent off. It's like, mm. well, I hope he does play because that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, that's that'll be a good uh, a good little test there for Matty Simon to see how. Um, Damn to, you, paywall! To see how the armband treats him. To see if he uh, relaxes a little bit <laughs> with the armband or not. He's going in like a cannonball. He'll probably get worse because he'll think he'll be able to get away with more. So, but I mean, either way, I think in that squad with the players they've signed, they've they've signed very, um, very midfield and up top heavy. It's it's their back line that is going to be the uh, part that we can exploit. I think. So predictions, what do you reckon? I reckon, again, it's pretty hard to predict because it's round one. We don't really know how we're going to line up. So we haven't won in Brisbane in, what, four years? Brisbane so is where... Be, it's, it's a bit of a bogey team, isn't it? Brisbane is where dreams go to die. But Especially uh, with that game that never happened. Yes. Uh, I, I will go for probably a hard-fought one-all. Matty Simon to score on his captain debut. Hmm. I, um, I I tend to agree about sitting on the fence. I think it'll be a draw as well. I'm happy with a draw first up away. Yeah, so much. I. I want a high scoring draw. I want to yeah. score goals this year. Exactly. As I said to you off the. Um, I want to score more goals than games played. Off the mic. Are we yeah. twenty six of twenty from twenty seven? Bobo outscored our entire club last year. Yeah. I don't want that to happen again. No. Yeah. Hopefully we can not concede as much as well. I'm happy to go like a. A 40-40 season, 44, 40 against. Yep. That's probably where Happy we're going to be. <laughs> That's an improvement on what's been happening we're recently. So. We were, what, 50 against last season? I yes. guess the, lo- the last round that we want to forget didn't help. No, yes. Papadopoulos should be playing. Yeah, because I thought it happened. It didn't happen early on, but it happened early yeah, enough. He, he did his ankle, yeah. so he didn't play the rest of the season. That's what it was. Oh, and then he got okay. a two-and-a-half-year uh, jail sentence suspended for illegal betting. So Cool. Do we want to chat about the other games of round one? Just a quick quick little prediction. So Friday night is Adelaide against City. Uh, Adelaide against Sydney, sorry. What do you what do we reckon? I reckon that's a pretty good first up game. Mm. Two contenders, I think. I think uh, Adelaide this, are a good is side. Is this the SCG nightmare? No, it's at it's at Cooper's. Okay. Because that bloody pitch layout yeah, for the, the SCG, SCG is, is horrible. Uh, at Cooper's, um, Adelaide. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm going to be boring again and sit on the fence and say, good game, draw. I don't say Adelaide. Doing the FFA Cup final, so pretty decent. Yeah. Oh, they beat us, so they must be good. <laughs> Goodwin. I think Goodwin's a definite, definitely a good X Factor to have. Yes. And then Saturday night is Victory City, Melbourne Derby, first round. What do we reckon about a Melbourne Derby being in round one? I don't like it. Uh, I prefer a few games of a build-up. Yeah, and agree. then, you know, sort of round three, round four, that's what I would prefer. Uh, but I'm going to go victory. City are just the kings of mediocrity, and I don't see that changing <laughs> with all their money. They just can't get it yeah, right. Yeah, victory. 
I'm going to say victory, but not by a lot. I think it'll be a. Pr- I th- I'm, again, I think it'll be a good game, and then it's a triple header on Sunday. Get around the football, Wellington, Newcastle, Sunday at three o'clock our time. <sighs> that's got. Uh, I don't know. I was, about to say that's, all over I was about it. to say that's got spoon derby written all over it. But <laughs> the Jets, the Jets have not signed anyone overly exciting. They're not making too much noise. They pretty much got the same squad as last season. Yeah. Besides Naboo, there's it not too much to get Naboo. excited about with them considering the season they had. So, do you reckon um, they might be a one season wonder and might go down a bit? I think so. It'll be the same as last time. Hopefully, they won't get anywhere near it for another. I don't think that, eight well, or nine years. <laughs> Laurie's come out and said that they're not. Cause there was a rumor going around that um, what about Champness being rapper the pre-game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, the trade war going on was, was affecting the layman group. Yeah. Which meant that they weren't going to spend much money on the players, but Laurie's come out and said, no, we're still spending money on players. Yeah, something a CEO would say. Yeah, so, but they haven't signed anyone, like you guys said, so it might hurt them this year. Call yeah. it my ignorance, just because I don't like them, obviously, but I haven't really taken a lot of notice of them through preseason, so I'm not even sure how they've been going, really. Do you? Well, they smacked the Wanderers. The other week, 4 yeah, 0, but we so did. is everyone. So, so we did too. So is everyone. Sp- so we'll probably, we're just about to speak to. So, it, Brisbane, after that game, Brisbane, us, we just talked about that. And then last game of the round is Perth at home to Western Sydney. How good is that for a first game? The old story from, you know, Popper going to Wanderers Perth. Going back to Perth. Obviously, ex Wanderers. There's a few ex Wanderers in that Perth side. Um, I think Perth, if Perth don't finish top four and Quite yeah, comfortably in the top wrong. four, something is horrible. I'd say wrong. top two, honestly. That squad, they've got a top two squad on paper. Ridiculous squad that they've I, managed to assemble. I haven't finishing second or third. Yeah, if Perth, anything lower than that is a failure for them for that with that squad. Perth should do the Wanderers easy. I'd have to say just because it's at home and Perth have got a better squad on paper, I'd say Perth by two. I don't really care about this one. <laughs> <laughs> Go for Perth, I guess. <laughs> what time is? Oh, it's, what time is that game? Seven, seven, eight, seven, seven our time. So it'd be four Perth time. We've also got the FFA Cup final, which is on the thirtieth, uh, which is a Tuesday. Tuesday it's night. Involve Adelaide and Sydney, which is kind of ironic because they're playing. So they've obviously yeah, this, this weekend in the yep. league. So it'll be a good little preview. Yeah, two games at Coopers between the two sides in a week and a half. So well, it was like the end of season one. They played each other in the last round, and then they had to play each other. Uh, the the home and away semis. Mm. Um, I'm going to say Adelaide because they're at home. Yeah, Adelaide. Adelaide, I guess. They're missing uh, Bahaja for Sydney, so... Yeah, they'll be right. I'm sure they'll... Do you, reckon, do you reckon Sydney need to get like an injury replacement for him or are they sweet? They probably will. They'll sign Messi or something stupid. They Bernie? can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> what about Bernie? Where, where the hell's Bernie? Bernie is in the UAE. Oh, what a he waste. He left Vancouver. Well, got sold by Vancouver, whichever way you want to put it. He'll be back in the league but within a year, I think. Yep. Come home, Bernie. To us, not He's to probably me. just getting a payday in the Emirates. Why not? Coming home. All right, and that's it for this week's show. Thank you to Cylons for sponsoring us. Thank you to the Mariners for the lending of their office space. Um, don't really have much else to say. I think we're going to talk to Mike next week, hopefully. Try to get him today, but uh, they were a bit busy today. So he might be joining us next week. If you've got any questions, shoot us a message and we'll try and ask them. Hopefully he comes in next week after a win, which would be very nice. Obviously. Mm. (laughs) Just Mr. Obvious over here. 
Captain oh. Obvious. Well, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye. Love you. Love you too. Bye, Luke. <laughs>